All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I had a little something on my mind early this Sabbath morning that I'd like to bring out. Now, brothers and sisters, usually in religion, there are going to be people that come up to you with doctrine that is not biblical. And what I mean by that, brothers and sisters, is you may run into a person that says something about the Holy Ghost. Now, this is what, you know, I'm coming back behind what I did, the podcast episode I did called Speaking in Tongues, really, because they claim that this is one of the fruits of the Holy Ghost. But what I want to show you in this thought, this is just a thought, is can you, this is a question, can you receive the Holy Ghost without keeping the law? And if you can, have them prove it. Because I have not had a man prove it to me yet. Let's get the book of First Peter, chapter two, and that's not First Peter. I want to go to Second Peter one. I want to go to Second Peter one. That's the one I really want to go to because I could have used the book of First Peter one, verse ten and eleven. I don't want to use that. I want to use Second Peter one, verse twenty-one. Well, actually, I'm going to start up in verse twenty. It says, knowing this first, this is the first thing we have to know, that no prophecy of the scripture, which is the Old Testament, is of any private interpretation. That means that you cannot interpret it based off what you think. This is one of the things that is very, very widespread in Sunday church. They tell you what it thinks from their heart, not from scripture. Watch this. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So what, what is it? This, this Now watch this. I just said, or read, excuse me, it's early in the morning. I just read to you that scripture no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. What does it mean to be holy? If you ask the pork chop eater, those that eat pork and say it's good, what does it mean to be holy? He's going to give you a earthly, fleshly, from his mind answer. But let's look at the Bible. Let's look at the book of Numbers. This I'm, I'm I'm telling you. See, this is why it says it is no, it is not of any any private interpretation. Let's look at the book of Numbers, chapter uh, fifteen, verse forty. It says this: Numbers fifteen, verse forty says that ye may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. There is no other way 
to be holy to God than to keep the commandments. Now, if it is, they have to give you chapter and verse. So we know that, and, and, and brothers and sisters, just in case you have these ministers that say, well, you know, he goes back to that Old Testament all the time, and he's he's always back there. Well, the Holy Ghost was with the prophets. Moses was a prophet. Wasn't Moses a prophet? Let's 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 look. John chapter one, verse forty-five says, "Philip findeth Nathaniel." And saith unto him, We have found him. They're talking about Christ, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. See, Moses was considered a prophet. Now, I could easily go back to do more proof. Let's go back to the book of Deuteronomy 18. Deuteronomy 18, verse 15 says, And the Lord... Thy God will raise unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. So Moses was a prophet. Moses had the Holy Ghost when he wrote Isaiah 63, verses 10 through 12. The Bible says Moses had the Holy Spirit. But now, oh, that's that Old Testament. See, I'm going to show you later on what that's called i want to show you later on what that's called so let's look at the new testament romans chapter 7 verse 12 wherefore the law is holy new testament now the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good so just like it says in numbers 15 verse 40 it says the same thing in Romans 7 and 12. Both Testaments say the same thing. Now, let's move on past that. Can you get the Holy Spirit not keeping the law? And if you can, where is the scripture? Because I'm going to read to you what you have to do to get the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14. Let's, let's go right into it. John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 15 says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. This is Christ, my commandments. Now, a lot of people say, well, we do keep Christ's commandments. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. Christ's commandments are the same as God, the Father's commandments. And they know that. That's why Christ said in John chapter 7, in John chapter 7, verse 16, and Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. What is doctrine? Proverbs 4 and 2. See, this is what the pastor is not going to do on Sunday morning. He's not going to let you know. He's just going to get the tie buck, get past the plate. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2 says, For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. The doctrine is a law. So Christ is telling you, my law, my doctrine, my law is not my own, but he that sent me. So when we go to 
um, back to John chapter 14, verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Now, when it says another comforter, people say, well, you know, see, that lets you know that it's another. It's not Christ. It's not It's not. Um, uh, the comforter is not Christ, even though it says in verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Obviously, we know Christ is the comforter. It's not a third spirit or a third person. He is the comforter based off Isaiah 51, verse 12, Isaiah 52, verse 6. But that's another lesson. We're talking about can you get the Holy Ghost without keeping the commandments? Now, I read part of this in um, speaking in tongues, really. But I'm going to go over it from a different perspective or perspective, brothers and sisters, so you can see what the Holy Ghost was doing in the First Testament and that what was written in the First Testament is still the same in the Second. So. When men had the Holy Ghost, what did they do? Did they, again, receive it without keeping law? Now, I'm going to read verse 17 because I read it in my last podcast. It says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him not. We went back to 1 John 2 and 3. If you know God, you keep the commandments. You, can't, you don't know God if you don't keep the law. First John 2 and 4, he that said, I know of God and keep it not, keep it not the commandments is a liar and the truth is not in them. And that's based upon brothers and sisters. Um, you having people in the church that pay attention to idolatrous practices like football, baseball, sports all together, TV all together. 90% of their life is sports and TV. And then they want to give the 10% on Sunday morning to God. A little verse, a little chapter here that their pastor quoted unto them, and they know something. No. This is the problem we're having with Sunday Christians today. The little 10% after 90% of their life is basically idolatry. The little chapter and verse they get from their minister, who's the same, 90% of his life is out there, 10% is in the church, on Wednesday, write one or two scriptures down, and then come teach one or two scriptures, and that's easy, a child can do that. Verse 17 again, even the spirit of truth, now we know the spirit of truth is the law, the spirit, because the law is spirit. Romans chapter 7, verse 14, the truth is the law. Malachi 2 and 6, Psalms 119, verse 151, Romans 2 and 20. I keep giving you those three scriptures, brethren, because, and sisters, because that is what truth is, the law. They cannot go into the scriptures, your Sunday preachers, and tell you the truth is anything else but law. 
They can't. They're stuck. They're not going to even address it. Whom the world cannot receive because they seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Why? Because you keep the commandments. For he dwelleth in you and shall be, he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. See, Christ says, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. How does it dwell in you and be with you? Let's go to the book of 1 John. See, this is this is what I'm saying. 1 John 3. And I got to move on because this is a short thought. I don't want to make it a, um, you know, full podcast. 1 John 3.24 says, And he that keepeth his commandments, same thing as in John 4, verse 15 down. This is 1 John 3.24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. You cannot get the spirit without keeping the law. How could you claim to have the Holy Ghost and you don't keep the law? The two don't match. Even when David spoke by the Holy Ghost, Psalms 51, verse 11, cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. The Holy Ghost was not a spirit that came upon you to go. It was a spirit to teach others from you that got into you that converted transgressors to the laws of God. To be converted is to be converted by the law. Psalms 19, verse 7. If you had the Holy Ghost, you're converting sinners back to God by teaching them the laws. Transgressors, as it as mentioned in Psalms, let's read Psalms 51, verse 13 again. Then will I teach transgressors Sin is transgression of the law, 1 John 3 and 4, thy ways. And sinners, transgressors, shall be converted by the law, Psalms 19 and 7, unto thee. But these who claim to have the Holy Ghost, ah, ba, 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 wait a minute now, hold on. That doesn't agree with the Bible. Let's look, look, let's look at Michael 3. Michael the prophet Michael. Let's see what he done with the Holy Ghost. Michael 3, verse 8. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit. Here's that Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. We know that because Acts 5 and 9 says, again, that the Spirit of the Lord is the Holy Ghost. So here it is, the Spirit of the Lord and of judgment. So judgment is with the Spirit. And of might, so might is with the Spirit, to declare unto Jacob his transgressions and Israel his sin. So again, the Holy Spirit deals with correcting people of transgressions. 
but they still come out and say the spirit says how come the bible doesn't agree with that let's look at christ let's let's look at christ we're not going to we're not going let's look at the savior see you want to accept jesus but you don't want to accept his doctrine you don't even accept jesus right most people accept a image that's not in the bible the bible says christ was black people say no you know that was talking about you know the, the his glory but twice in revelations 1 verse 14 and 15 revelations 2 18 he had feet of brass daniel 10 verse 5 and 6 he had feet of brass so if you don't accept christ as the scripture has said like it says in john 7 38 you are not going to accept his doctrine either point blank You can't give 10% to God on Sunday and 90 to no, you're going to be quoting what your pastor says. John chapter 16, verse 8 says, and when he, he's talking about the comforter again, which is himself, is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Christ said the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, will reprove which means correct the world of transgression. Just like Micah said, just like David said. How is it, how is it that the Sunday community says that, well, the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. But yet, from here to here, all the Holy Ghost has ever done is to reprove or to correct the world of sin. Scripture reading is very important. Christ out of his own mouth says the comforter will reprove the world of sin, just like Michael did, just like David did. Let's go back to the book of Acts chapter 7. Let's go back to the book of Acts. Because we, we haven't been in Acts the way I wanted it, wanted to be in this uh, uh, little thought here. Acts chapter 7 verse 51 it says ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised and hard in ears ye do ye do always resist the holy ghost as your fathers did so do ye you always you resist the holy ghost like the fathers because the fathers when you read isaiah 63 moses had the spirit and they resisted the spirit which God gave Moses, the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 63, verse 10 through 12. Go back and read it. It was way back then. Which of the prophets, which had the Holy Ghost, First, Second Peter 1, 21, have your fathers not persecuted, and they have slain them which have showed before the coming of the just one, which is Christ, of whom ye have now been betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. They resisted the Holy Ghost because they, they received the law by the disposition of angels, the angels of Moses and the prophets. Angels just means messengers and have not kept it. That's how they resisted the Holy Ghost. 
Yet, brothers and sisters, these Sunday members of these churches continue to think that they have the Holy Spirit with no proof. The real object, that's why Paul, that's, I'm going to show you something. That's why when I read to you in Acts, that's why when I read to you in the book of Acts, chapter 2, I'm going to go back to this verse. That's why I said this, because they avoid, they avoid this verse. And they're going to keep on avoiding this verse when it comes to the tongues of the, because they say the tongues is blah, 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 but we saw it as languages in verse 6. Now, when every man heard him in his own language, we go back down to verse 11, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And the works of God are the laws. Psalm 78, verse 7, Exodus 32, verse 16, and this chapter and verse right here. Let's get the book of Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verse 129. Psalms 119, verse 129 says, Thy testimonies, which are the laws, are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. See, brothers and sisters, the Spirit even gave the laws in other languages. They taught the laws and the men that spoke in other languages from different places, which they were scattered according to prophecy, according to Acts eleven nineteen, these Jews that were all over these places, not everybody, the Jews. That's why Acts eleven nineteen says, and now they, now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but the Jews only, because the Jews were in Grecian lands. They were in Grecian lands, just like they were in Parthians and the Medes and among Elam and Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phrygia and Pomphamalia, Egypt and parts of Libya and Cyrene, Rome's all of these places is where the Jews were. And when the apostles spoke, the miracle of the Holy Ghost is when they opened their mouth, every man heard him or those apostles in their own language, which they were from. That means that if somebody is from Mexico, if somebody is from uh, South America, Brazil, whatever language, whatever place, the Arabs, the East Indians, every place where the language is different from the American language. If I was to open up my mouth and talk with them that came from these different places, they would hear the tongue in their tongue. Not no, that's not what it's talking about. 
Brothers and sisters, I told you before, and I'm going to tell you again. Christ said this. Wherefore I say unto you, Matthew 12, 31, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. There is no scripture in neither testament that a prophet or an apostle had that they spoke out of their mouths that people could not understand it. Everything is understood because the tongue was language, not gibberish. Glossolalia, it wasn't none of that. That's blasphemy. They can't prove that that's what it was because there is no chapter and verse that says it. What you have to realize, brothers and sisters, Christ told you in Luke chapter 21. You know, hard is it for people to believe. Luke 21, verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captives of all nations. Talking about the Jews. Again, Acts eleven nineteen. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled if the gentiles get their hands on this book they're going to blaspheme god all day and one of the blasphemes is that glossolalia gibberish and calling it a work of the holy ghost without proof that's the end of my thought brothers and sisters believe it or not paul said prove all things and this is one time it's not going to be proven to you through the Bible. And with that, all praises.